The Danger Junior Note and Choke Room was brought to you by Clipboards. Clipboards. You know that there's a compartment in them sometimes? You can put whatever you want in there. Bike pumps, rubber bands, whatever. Alright, now back to the show. Why are we being quiet? Welcome. I, to don't, the, I don't actually. You kind of cut off the music there. Yeah, oh, okay. The there's a little, there's a little. Yeah. I think I cut it. Yeah, I cut it off. Uh, of which I'm going to take full credit for right now. That was, it was me. Yeah. Well. I'm proud of it. Welcome to the Danger Junior Writers Room, now in color. That's right. For you, uh, for you listening at home or now on YouTube, we have uh, Sobe, lovely, uh, lovely company. They Give donated. it up. Give it up. And on. And uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, no, no. I feel like we should address it. Yes, we're white. Sorry. There was a lot of... Con- well, that's, they, that's the confusing thing about yeah. podcasts they, is you just never know. You and never you assume know. that it's not the case, but... We do a lot white. of... Yeah, we do a lot of voices. Every, every and, time I listen to a podcast, I think it's not five white people in a room yeah, talking. Yeah. Right. It's going to really limit our voices in the future. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, too. that's right. They our, didn't know before. Well, <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Austin Zessen, and I'm going to introduce everyone by asking, how hot is too hot? Jimmy D. I can answer that immediately, dude. If yeah. we're talking about a person, sometimes someone is so hot that I'm too distracted. Yeah. Like, I can't stand it. Like, yeah. I've had people come into the place where I work, and I literally, I act like a different person. Like, my voice changes. Yeah. And then I feel manipulated, and it, I don't like that feeling. Talking about Barack Obama? You feel manipulated just because someone else is hot? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't as loud as I wanted it to yeah. be. <laughs> you got to right. put it in your mouth. Yeah. That's, that's honestly the problem with uh, pop filters. You can't, you know. Well, I'm not going to do it. Moving on, Blake Brown. Hi, Blake Brown. How Again, hot is too hot? How hot is Wait, too hot? Name? He said it. Oh, I didn't hear him. He said it. He it's did. Blake it. Brown. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm, I genuinely didn't hear you. I guess I was. It's because you're not paying attention. Sorry. So, <laughs> how hot is too hot? Hell of a question there. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna say 212 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the uh, temperature the water boils. That's a good. That's a good one. Uh, Megan Castleberry. Uh, my name is Megan, and I think it's too hot when it when it burns my little tongue. Hmm. That's very succinct. She says that all the time. She never stops saying that. It'd be funny if you actually had like a small, like a criminally small tongue. Like, yeah, like that. Yeah. It's like a sesame seed. It's like a a, a sesame sesame seed. Yeah, you got got parrot tongue. Put that back in your mouth. That's a parrot parrot tongue. That's disgusting. That's my whole tongue. (laughs) That's (laughs) Logan Baggerly. Tongue too small. I'm Logan. How hot is too hot? I don't know, but Megan's getting close. That's a good answer. It's just, it's just you're saying that because it's your birthday tomorrow. Yeah, and you want Woo! birthday. Yeah, <laughs> but I will say, Jimmy, Logan, I should have, a hat. I should have a little Logan hat. does still get stuff done when I'm in the room, so yeah. it can't be. I can't be as hot as these people well, who fully distract me. I also have an work. iron oh, will. Oh man, I have, oh, let me tell you. I feel like when I, I feel like when when a really hot person comes up to me, I feel threatened. Like, yeah. Like, how hot is too them? hot? Uh, yeah. I'll tell you. Uh, when when somebody's coming up to me and they're too hot when i start getting 
like snippy and antagonistic. That's how that's how you know they're too hot. Like fuck off. Can I tell you? Like, I always yeah, assume they say, want man. my bank account information. There was a back when I worked at PF Chang's. Mm-hmm. There was a server that started working there. Was, I mean, just a um, a beautiful young woman, an absolutely beautiful young woman. A BYT. And yes. it got it got to be such a an event every time that she worked that a bunch of the dudes got together and would have meetings and be like, "What the fuck do we do?" Like literally, yeah. we would like get. What are together. we gonna do? No, I'm not joking. Yeah, like we would get together and be like, well, "Just do we want to wear blinds to work?" Yeah, one or, of us has to date her. I mean, I'm a little bit like. <laughs> yeah. 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 We had a whole. How do you thing. feel? How, how do you feel about that, Megan? She was, really she was really hot. She was really hot. Yeah, look, it wasn't. Oh yeah, like, I know this girl. It wasn't like, it wasn't like it was just me. And I was oh just no, like, it's fine. This is totally normal. I think because I experienced this, and I don't want to. I don't want to feel. I don't want to feel yeah. that way sometimes. Yeah, I just man, I just want to. We I literally. One of the managers was like yeah. one of my best friends, and it was me and like six of the dudes, and we went to him, and we were like, Daniel, you, you gotta, have to fire her or kill her or kill her. Yeah. Or burn her face with acid. Yeah, yeah, tell me what to do right uh, now. Yeah, I think uh, I think I just found the glass ceiling, huh, Megan? Yeah, that's it. How hot is too hot? <laughs> you you can't you, you have to be hot, but you can't be too hot. Yeah, can't be too hot. Yeah. Can I tell you my uh, my favorite attractiveness? Sure, yeah. Jimmy. Okay, this is to me my thing. Okay. Okay. Because nice. I have a, I have a few. I th- and I am taking notes. This is I think this is my thing. Okay. I like when a girl isn't. Like a ten so in the a, a ten in the Fuck. face because if you're a ten in the face, it's too distracting for oh, me. Oh, you like a butter face? No, that's not what I was. Gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that's really fucked up, dude. Bad that's dog. really fucked up. <laughs> Here's what I should I just cut to the point? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I like men now, dude. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> well, well, Megan, that could have been a really good joke. But that's yeah, good news no, for me. No, it wasn't a joke. I was trying to that's add good news to for me. it. Well, it's your birthday tomorrow. Oh hell yeah, dude! Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, so hey, excited Dad, for you. <laughs> I've got good news. <laughs> he's in. Yeah, he's coming home. He's coming. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome, All right, Megan. Um, what okay. Are we, what are we bullshitting? Boys, about this week? and I feel like it's been a bit since we've been here together and doing yeah, this. I don't so, feel that way. It has been. That um. Way. So I. Women. I wanted to go in with a question that I I think is is a little easy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to know this week. What's your? What's like when you go to a party? Can I interrupt? I just want to interrupt. I feel like, and we can cut this. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to talk about something else. What are, what are we going to talk she about? She didn't even ask that question. You don't even know what she's going to talk about. Well, we can talk about my thing too, unless you really don't want to. No, I don't even know what it means. I was going to explain it on the pod. Just saying. Okay, We can Jimmy talk about both and, things. And Jimmy, over to you. Megan, I just feel like you're being a tyrant. Yeah. You can't be stopped, and you're too powerful now. And Jimmy, over to you. What was it, Jimmy, that you wanted to talk about? Okay, so I'm going to explain it. Okay. Because I feel like you guys actually would have some interesting stories. And if this sucks, Jimmy, remember that I went to bat for you. You really did? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay, and I really appreciate that. And it's your birthday tomorrow. Amen. So I wanted to talk about something that's very special to me because I think about it a lot. And I call it breaking the game. And I feel like this is something that you can do or situations. And I'll give you an example of one that we've actually talked about. We've kind of already been talking about this the whole time since the beginning of the podcast. This is situations that are like something that you do that you literally break the matrix. 
Okay. Like when, and let me give an example. Mm. We had Phoenix on the pod. Yeah. When the man asked for a refill on his hot dog, Mm -hmm. he broke the game. Does it make sense? Like um, that one guy when you were delivering the pizza. What? I don't remember this Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Podiatry. You don't remember this? Oh, Dude, we were all there. Oh, yeah. That... That yeah, breaks the one. matrix. Yeah. Well, it doesn't break the matrix because it's completely uh, solid. Anyway, uh, but I, I will. Let's but hear, I will you got to tell, tell that one. Yeah, tell right. it. Tell Can that I tell one. the story? Yeah. So I used to drive for Postmates when I first moved to Austin, Texas because mm-hmm. money. And I was driving downtown, driving downtown, and I'm in my car because that's what I drive in. And I get, I have to pick up a pizza from Domino's Pizza. Better ingredients, better Domino's, better Papa Pizza. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long time since I told this story. I love this. It's been a long time since I... Okay. So, and I have to deliver it to a very tall skyscraper. You're talking about like a tall man. I'm talking about... Like in a tall... Like in a skyscraper downtown. This isn't a hate crime for tall people. You're saying this is a You know what that is though. Okay, I'm I'm with you. Tall building with windows. We're here. All right. Concrete building. So... Concrete jungle. Concrete jungle. Mm-hmm. And I have to take Are we talking this- about a building? Because we just, we just jumped to the jungle. Nice. It's a building. Okay. All right. It. Okay. <laughs> it's a building. And I got I to gotta take it to the fucking building. Give it the fucking pizza. And, <laughs> and, <Okay. laughs> I, I'm trying to remember the details of the story. It's really hazy. It's been a long time. But So I'm walking through the city. I had to park a long way away because it's like straight up in the heart of downtown. So there's mm-hmm. not a ton of parking. And, I have to walk quite a bit, and I go past. You know how there's in the in like the deep city, there's like those little small parks. That's just like that's where they go, the homeless people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they just go and scream and frolic and, and frolic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they like living outside. They love it, from what I hear, and so good for them. They're free spirits in their hearts. That's how I minds. see them. And so I have to deliver this pizza to a building that in between myself and the building, there is one of these parks and then there's some benches and there's a four men and some of them are older and one of them is younger. And one of the older ones looks like very much like me, but if I gained 150 pounds and that's it. So hot is what you're saying. Oh, and also aged quite a bit. Aged to be like, you know, near, near, um, Retirement age. Okay. Right? So I walk past these people and I hear a guy going like, podiatry. <laughs> okay. Podiatry. Yeah. It's foot doctors. He's saying this to a guy. It's foot huh. doctors. Yeah. Podiatry. And I'm like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you might have had a club foot or something. Uh huh. Right? I let him go. Homie seemed a little weird. Seemed a so little you sus. gave him a pizza? I didn't give him a pizza. Mm-hmm. You just heard this. You walked into I a conversation. I hear this man that looks like me, but 150 pounds heavier and 20 to 40 years older. Okay. Screaming thing. Podiatry. Yeah. Screaming foot doctors. Podiatry. Yeah. It's foot doctors. Uh-huh. I'm sure. I don't know, right? So I go into the building. It's a big ass skyscraper, and I just remembered I'm allowed to cuss. And let me tell you. We're locked in, boys. We're cussing now. What? We got why? video. We're cussing. Why would you not I, be because I've been with my parents all week. Yeah, oh, I've yeah, been yeah, with yeah. my parents all mm-hmm. week. 
So I get in the building, okay? Do you feel the energy? I get in the yeah. fucking building. I got yeah, my balls back. I got my mojo back. Yeah. So I get in the building, okay? I go to what's basically the top floor. I'm in there with this guy that's like, he's got a polo on and a cooler. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are you going to a frat party? And we go to the top floor. We get out. There's this guy that looks like if Gus from Psych didn't look like that. Is Gus the... <laughs> Gus, Gus is the, the, the black guy. But he looks, okay. like Gus. he looks like Gus from Psych, but like different though. Okay. Does that but make like sense? Different though, like okay. he dresses like if him? If you saw him, you would get it. Stop making fun of me. If you Not, saw him, you would get it. Do you're you doing great. Feel Logan, my energy changing. I like it. I, remember? I haven't Logan, even been swearing, but I know that I can. Logan, Logan thinks that all black males look like do. Shut him. up. What? It, what? That makes really? Me, Megan? He can't tell them apart. I'm suing you. <laughs> I'm suing you now for defamation on the podcast. Well, I think if you... Uh, Look what you did to him. I don't want to dig you in a hole here, or us, yeah. for that matter, but... If you're out there, and you're watching this podcast, and you're a black guy, I can tell you a p- <laughs> <laughs> okay. You don't look like Dulé Hill. <laughs> So we're going to cut all that. So. Yeah, we're for sure cutting all that. <laughs> so, so I see this guy that looks like uh, Gus from South <laughs> Cool. And he's got a little French bulldog. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's just chilling in the middle of the hallway. And I'm like, I can't remember the person's name that I was delivering to. And I wouldn't say it anyway because I don't want this guy to get doxxed. But I was like, uh, I'm going to say his name's Roger. Hey, Roger. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's me. I'm Roger. And I was like, yeah, fucking right. Right, but of I gave him the pizza. You you're you're Dulé Hill. Yeah. I know your name. It's Dulé Hill. I give him the pizza. I get back in the elevator. Polo frat guy's back in the elevator with me. Like he didn't have anywhere to be, and he's okay. going down. Why didn't you get out of the elevator? He's chilling. He likes the and elevator. So, just along for the ride. And so I know something's up. Okay. Oh, something's going down. So I know something's up. Yeah. I get to the bottom floor, back to the lobby. The doors open up. Of the elevator. Hold on. Hold, please. The doors open up the elevator. Can you guys please hold? Jesus, fuck. I'm used to being very still. The nice. doors open. Nice. That's a good yeah. touch. It's podiatry guy. <laughs> okay. He might as well be seven feet and three inches tall. He's looking down at me, and he's blocking the way out of the elevator. So he was tall. Well, not the first time. Oh, sorry. The first time he was he was six feet tall. Okay, sorry. Shut up. First time, he turned up. The first time he was the same. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Height as me now. He's like an angel of death. He's like a specter. He was shorter before. He was shorter before, and polo guy doesn't move an inch. He doesn't notice. He doesn't move a muscle. It's like he didn't even notice anything happened. Yeah. Guys, I swear on my life this happened. All right. And I'm telling you, he looked like me, but fatter and older. Yep. And he puts his hand on my shoulder, and he comes in really close. Okay. I'm not joking. Stop. You. I, I can hear you. He pulls me in close. <laughs> I swear on my life. Yeah, he yeah. says, I'm the refrigerator. <laughs> I genuinely cried. I genuinely cried when he said this. I'm the refrigerator. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I my my heart sank. Uh huh. Polo guy just gets out of the elevator like nothing's happening. He's like, oh, dude, I see you later. Yeah, see you later, fridge. I'm the cooler. Yeah. And you're the fridge. Yeah. And so then I just kind of like I don't because what do you say to God when you meet him? You can't yeah. say anything. Yeah. So he says, I'm the refrigerator, and I was like, ah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Zow. <laughs> and so then I got off the elevator uh-huh. and I walked away as fast as I could. Never saw him again. Damn. That's my story. Sorry that took so long. That's one of my favorite. I don't even stories. know what the question was after that. Yeah, you, you scrambled my brain. Oh, yeah. breaking the game. The I was matrix. sunk. I was sunk in. Yeah, I was sunk deep broken in. the matrix. I... Yeah, breaking the matrix. Um, just weird things that have happened. Do you have one, Jimmy? Yeah, no. That's it. <laughs> Show's uh, over. I'm doing the prompt. Sorry, folks. I always Honestly, have an answer yeah, to my own I question. Will have, I will have an answer. I just want to hear what you. I want to hear y'all's experiences. But I don't, I'm trying to think of one, so you okay, need to go now. I'm with you. Okay, let me think of one because I for sure have one. Oh my! Well, that was so beautiful. Know. That was pretty oh, good. Oh, Logan's yeah. is a heavy hitter. Yeah, I wasn't gonna tell that one, and you can thank Megan for it's being a, good, a showstopper. Yeah, it's a good story. Oh, mm, yeah, that's a, a tough story. one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I have an answer to this one because I usually forget things. All the I've time. got one actually. Go. Go. Okay. okay. Um, and I think I might be delusional or crazy. Mm-hmm. Can we get the music, please? <laughs> Do you want it? Yeah, we need that. The same song. And it's so good. It's so good. I can't good. explain this. There you go. Okay. Start this it is over. the new. This is the new like. And this might have no, been a vision to, from the Lord on high. So let's get. It's a very long intro. Yeah. Go back a bit. Yeah. How how long is the intro? It, you're you're good. You're in. No, I want to know how long it is. You're, it's uh, gonna when she presses. No, play. I want to milk the whole thing. You've got 15 seconds. It's only 15 seconds long. Before the good part of the song starts. Okay. It's going to be like just a violin going like... So, how do I begin? Um, I lived in Dallas at the time, and I was a very happy single man. Um, mm. was writing a lot of music, um, really believing in myself. Yeah. You know? When you get in those zones where you're just like riding the wave and you're just being the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm in one right now. Um, it. And I remember th- like being very, at the time, into uh, a little book called Revelations from the Bible. Oh, yeah. This is the revelation of the prophet, of the apostle John. Of the apostle John. Or I guess disciple. And I would read this thing quite a bit because I have a fascination with that book. Mm-hmm. I would drive to to and fro from Dallas and Arlington, Texas. That's beautiful. It's not in a straight line. I can see it in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I would go back and forth. And usually when I opened or something, I would come come back through uh, the city and there'd be a beautiful sunset and I would always look at it and I would just like appreciate life and just be in the moment. And and I would think about just life and meaning and everything. Can you turn it on? It's just playing a quiet part right now. It, it gets loud and quiet. Can you fast? I mean, can you rewind it? <laughs> Should we play the box? Yeah, Maybe we will play the box. No, we by can. We, we, this is good. First, first twenty here we go, seconds. Here we go. Again. That's nice. Okay, here we go. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> I'm here. Let me hang on. It's gonna get quiet again. You have to go now. You I need gotta, to finish the story, man. Okay. We're gonna have to keep rewinding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just wanted, I wanted to hit right. Um, so there was a new hotel, and this is, this is a part of the story. 
that was built in Dallas. Are you listening, Dallas? Because I know you did this, and it's called the Omni Hotel. Very good timing. Yeah. The Omni Omni Hotel has something pretty amazing that it does in that it has these LED lights on a whole side of one wall, but they're not good quality, okay? I love it. it. They're good enough to spell like basketball, you know, go mm-hmm. Mavericks. Mm-hmm. It's not HD. Mm-hmm. So I would see, I would notice this hotel one week, two weeks go by, whatever. I'm like, oh, it says basketball. They, oh, they made a little shitty basketball, you know, whatever. I'm sure this is great for them. Makes the city look cool, love whatever. It. Yeah. I'm minding my own business, driving back into Dallas, seeing the sunset, being in the moment, and on the wall, the size of literally a hotel Mm -hmm. that's standing out uh, in the city, it's HD quality, a giant eyeball looking into the city, like the yeah. eye of Sauron. How high up? No, it's it's a, it's a hotel from the ground. It's the whole wall. It's the whole, the whole wall. wall. All of a sudden, hotel. it's like. Do you the, think they got like hacked? It's this isn't possible. These LED, the quality of this LED thing that was like the thing is like, this isn't HD. This is like. HDR. H, yeah, this is like 480. HDMI. This is HDMI. It's like the, yeah. it's like the screens at um, Very, basketball stadiums. It's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cute, but it's not good. Yeah. But I see, and I felt like I was the only one seeing it. And I did research like, was there an eyeball? No. <laughs> Nothing. And weird. I was, it was very weird. Yeah. Dude, you're annoyed. You're annoyed. That was bro. a sign. It felt like a sign, you and I don't know what eyeball. it means, but maybe I go blind in my eye. You, you need to get an to eyeball. The, maybe I go blind in one eyeball one day. Which one? And that, maybe I go blind in both eyeballs one day. That's the end of the song. Think about it. Damn, dude. Uh, <laughs> Is this what a conductor of an orchestra feels like? Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's my break the game. In the words of Kendrick Kendrick Lamar. I haven't thought of that for many years until Uh, now. In the words of Kendrick Lamar, this is what God feel like. This is what God feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who's going next? I don't don't have one, man. Are we going to get flagged for the music? I'm such a fucking normie. It's public domain. Oh, great. It's public domain. It's Mozart. I'm such a fucking normie, man. I would say the closest (laughs) thing that I have to... Yeah, Yeah, I think it's Mozart, right? Breaking the Matrix. Yeah, it's Mozart. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, is that I I it it it. Do you I, need the music? No, I don't. Um, you should. Do it's it. really not a break in the matrix. It's just I have shitty fucking memory. Okay. Like I ha- I think I actually have memory problems mm-hmm. because I mean constantly like once or twice a week, Logan will be like, "Oh yeah, that thing," and I'm like, "What?" Do you or, have Do you have ADHD? And you know, Blake, I I didn't think so, but I think maybe I do. I have ADHD and I have the worst. Yeah. I mean, things just like I stopped thinking about things and they might as well just. Yeah, we've already done this existed. before. Recently, you just don't remember it, so we just do it for you every week. The podcast? Yeah, we just do yep. this for you every week because you don't remember. It's like a fifty-first date situation. Yeah, 
recently i've really been like feeling like i i see all this stuff online of people that are like oh yeah don't you do this and then someone's like no and they're like and i'm like i do that i do that a lot i do that but anyway i think that's the closest thing is that all the time i feel like like we have two completely separate realities yes well everyone does everyone does well i know that but like neon genesis evangelion people at home turn that on Watch while you're it. watching it's the good oh, yeah. i like it but turn the sound down in this i'll point. try and think of a story but that's really the only thing i can think of is just that concept of like when or there's even things where like i'll tell logan and then later he'll be like no i know for sure it was this and i'm like it's never been that yeah. like nelson mandela shit you know um oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's crazy uh i got I, one okay. you got one you oh. ready to go i have kind of one but bring the bring the heat you already, you already talked I mean, look, at some He's point, serious. I'm saying at some He's, point. I could tell he was debating. Am I going to tell it? Am I gonna t- so, I'm waiting. Do you want the music? Yeah, we oh, you want the music? Yeah, yeah can we get the music I'm sorry. up? You think we could do two of that do in a want, row? And I do you can't. want Lacrimosa? Do you need anything, Austin? Do you need water? You yeah, want, give him Lacrimosa. You want Lacrimosa? Yeah, give him Lacrimosa. I need the music. Or maybe okay. like... Um, I got it. I got it. Okay, you got it. Well, so there I am in, of all places... Lubbock, Texas. Yeah. I'm living there with my girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. She was going to school and I was paying my bills, bartending at a piece of shit Tex Mex restaurant. Mm. But it was the best Tex Mex restaurant in Lubbock, Texas. Not that hard to believe, actually, if you think about it. So I'm at this on the border, girly cantina, working a Sunday night, and a man walks in. He looks like. Like an advertisement for Cuba from the 60s. Very tall, very slender, very sharp looking black man. He sits at the bar and he says, I've never been in this town before. And I've certainly never been in this restaurant before. Can you recommend me something? There's a special. I recommend the special. And he's like, get the dog shit out of my face. And I'm like, respect. He's like, I need something. Also, my teeth hurt. I'm like, you know what? My teeth hurt sometimes too. So what I get is chicken verde enchiladas with white rice and black beans. And he's like, with black beans? Yeah, black beans. Don't go, don't go for the refried shit. He's like, but what to drink? And I look at his shirt and it's cherries. And I say, watermelon margarita. It's a special drink. And he's like, do you really recommend that? Or that's because it's a special. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, watermelon's good. It's like, okay. So I give him this meal. Mm-hmm. He tells me it is the greatest meal he's ever had. At On the Border? At On the Border. Oh, you worked at On the Border? Yeah, that was, uh, that was actually really early in the story. You kind in of forgot Fucking about shout out Texas. to On the Border, dude. Yeah, Big fan. Anyways. Uh, I like so it. I asked this man his name. He tells me it's Ro. And I was like, 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 a, like with a boat? He's like, no, like the symbol of power. And I was like, I don't think that's true. It's like a boat. It's, Is that R-O? R-O. Jesus Christ. This guy sucks. He tipped me He tipped me $100. He comes back in. What? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Go on, but what? Yeah, he tells okay. me 100 bucks. Wait, I don't remember the conversation, but I remember it being pleasant. Did he, you feel a connection with him? He comes back in every day for a week with... Um, and he walks in the second time 
with a woman, and he shows the woman, orders the same meal he's ordered before. Yeah. I know this meal. I in- instantly hit it as if he's an old friend, like he's an old regular. I'm like, I know what you want, Ro. Ro. Anyways, keeps coming, and then he brings the woman, and then it's almost like I'm watching the progression of their relationship. Because it's like it's like him, and then it looks like she's on a first date outfit. What's her name? I don't know. Is it Boat? <laughs> Got you. The second and third, it's like it's like okay, hot dress. Okay, we have like Sunday best. It's om- they come in almost every day. On the final day, he says, "Austin, uh-huh. I don't do this a lot, but I'd like for you to meet my son." What? <laughs> and it's you. No, it's a small he holds child. Up a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at me and it says, "You make my daddy very happy." This is not real. Shut the oh fuck up. God. This is like, and I've only known this man a week, and I'm like, "Well, your your father is um, very pleasant to talk to, and he's yeah. a very nice customer." Yeah, I like having him around. Yeah, he's like, "Yes," and then he, I never see him again. Where the fuck did Ro go? Where did he go? I never got a customer as good as that ever again. Yeah. Did he tip you $100 every day? More like like diminishing returns, but yeah. still. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, Rose giving me uh, drifter vibes. Yeah. Like, like but mysterious. he dressed so nicely. Oh, yeah. it, looks like, it looks like he was like he was an uh, angel. There's no way that's real. He introduced you to his son? Yeah, he yeah. introduced him to his son, bro. And, and that, that son, woman was his wife. What was the son? I, was the son dressed like a butler? Because that's how I imagined it. Yeah, no, he's dressed like a kid. Like he had like a... Uh, was it... It was Roe, it was Boat, and then the son's name was... I don't remember. Or. I don't... Those two names I don't remember. I remember the man named Roe. R-O. Roe. Gently down the stream. Boat and And the river. woman's name is Gently down the stream? Yeah. He had an Iron Man shirt Gently, on. Gently, comma, the down kid. the stream. Oh, the kid did. The kid had so an Iron Man shirt on. dress normal, just not act normal. Yep. Hey, kid, you can wear an Iron Man shirt, that but if kid. you act normal for one fucking second, I'll throw you like Tom goddamn Brady. All right, kid? You are a butler. You're a butler. All right? <laughs> you seen the Lee Daniels movie, kid? Okay? That's you. I'm talking about the paper boy, not the butler. Oh, my God. All right. Fucking paper boy. Do we um, want to continue with stories? I, I would like to tell my story. Oh, yeah, Blake, you go Please ahead. I would like to tell story. my story. Do you have a story? I have a story. Of course I have a story. I always have a story. Just saying, yeah, At least one. You haven't spoken up yet. Uh, I was waiting for the end. Okay. I was waiting for the end. That's very kind of you. Um, can you, you queue up? I, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. That's I want uh, Bach, Fugue, in C minor. Wow. Yeah, he's got a specific song. All right. I'm going to remember my story. What was I? Oh, yeah. All right. It's really been, it's really been a life of matrix-breaking moments. And... It's it's steeped in uh, I guess my my beliefs growing up and the breaking of those beliefs over and over again. It's like you're born into a, a small glass box, mm-hmm. and and it's maybe it's tinted a little bit or maybe it's like stained glass and it's beautiful. And then as things happen to you, uh, it's just like it starts to chip away and, and just be crushed mm-hmm. all around you. And you walk out of it and you crawl out of it and you're just covered in cuts. Poetic. I guess what I'm trying to say is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I'm i told that uh, I'm going to be... <laughs> what are you doing over there? I'm What's going? to the camera. You're stalling. Oh my, I'm not stalling. Okay. All right. 
So, uh, I'm trying not to get too dark. Get dark. Go there. Speak to that, sis. You, you grow up thinking you're special, and then you have a seizure while you're driving. Yeah. And you crash your, your car into a tree, and you just, and you vomit on a police officer, and... I guess that's the end of the song. <laughs> I guess that's it. <laughs> okay. And you vomit on a police officer. On a police and scene. Very beautiful story, Blake. <laughs> oh. Good. You'll never oh. know the end of that one. Megan, please go. Please go before we continue. No, I. Oh my god. I don't even have a story. You can you can keep going. I'll start it over. No, no, we're gonna go. Can we get uh? Can we get uh, box fugue in? We gotta go change keys now. In D. Yeah, we D gotta. Minor is way more popular than C. It's yeah. Let's go D. Let's yeah. go D. Uh, or what? This is it's just the best recording out there. That's gotta be it then. All right. Whoa. Uh. And, and you and you. You live a life. Yeah. That that appears to be one thing, and slowly over over years and years of crushing depression and everything's going wrong and suddenly you realize that that beautiful brass ball is now a tarnished green mess it's brown and green and 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 maybe it was never that special in the first place mm -hmm. you know what i mean um i i was playing <laughs> disc golf the other day and i <laughs> i promise this isn't a, this isn't a joke this is on topic i ripped it down the fairway i threw my favorite <laughs> you know this is real this is real okay you ripped it down the fairway and i and i ripped it down the fairway yeah. and prior to doing so Ooh. i said guys i'm just loving this i'm gonna be honest though if i lost this disc or this disc I'd probably quit altogether. Mm -hmm. And I almost said two discs. I said one disc. I said, if I lose this putter, I'm quitting. Mm -hmm. You can't replace it. And it's the secret sauce to my game. Yeah. And I, in, in the back of my mind, I was thinking about that 2004 tournament, 2006 tournament disc that I won in my first tournament, right? Beautiful disc. Flies perfectly. I know how it flies. I feel like I'm connected to this disc. And I ripped it down the fairway. And, uh, and, I, and I laid up. This is a long hole. So uh, I, I walk up to the disc, and I and at this point, I was... Did I was, you, like, park it right behind the chains? No, this is a long hole. This oh, long okay, hole. okay. Long hole. So I ripped it fair, right down the fairway. Yeah. And I, and I, I have a, a big wind, and I, and I think to myself, I need to line up a shot like this, right? And I line it up, and the wind just catches it and flips that sucker over, hits a tree. Bounces off the tree into more trees. And pretty routine. Sometimes it happens. So I walk, even to me. And I walk to the disc. And I'm thinking, pretty cut and dry. Walk into the trees, grab the disc, get on out of there. Mm -hmm. Can't find it anywhere. I look for the next 30 minutes. This is a disc that I feel I can't lose. Yeah. feel I shouldn't lose. I feel mm. like it's impossible to lose because it's, I feel I'm, I'm owed that. And it would be right, a because of, of my belief system growing up that yeah. I mentioned earlier, and just for a second, the wind picks up out of nowhere, blows all the trees, just 
shaking, 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 right? And I'm thinking, come on. There it is. There he is. It's a man. There she is. Women. There they are. God, shaking the branches. Knocking down, thank you, knocking down that disc that I so... I never found it. I never found it. I thought for one second, there's my sign. There it is. Mm -hmm. The saving grace. Shaking the trees, shaking the branches, knocking down my disc. And yet, here we are, discless. Discless. Jesus fucking Christ. I'd like to say that not only does that story give an example of a time where the game of The Matrix was broken, but also disc golf. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a fool, people. Yeah. I'm a fool. All right, I wow. think we have enough material. Yeah, I concur. All right, I'm a fool. That's where we end it. <laughs> we're gonna have a quick commercial break, and we're gonna write in an hour. Uh, then when we come back, uh, you guys are gonna hear our sketches. Hey guys, want to talk to you about our sponsor really quick from the Danger Junior Note and Choke Room, Clipboards. Clipboards. You could put wrenches, uh, the volleyballs, but flattened. Uh, grass clippings. Potting mix. Other clipboards. But like smaller. Topo Chico bottles. These and many other things you can put in that small compartment in the clipboard. So keep that in mind next time you're at Target. Now back to the show. Wow, what a writing hour. The way you say, brought to you by clipboards. Clipboards. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you don't know what a clipboard is, and you're just like... Do you know what I'm, it, I'm reading you know off the ad read. I'm reading, reading off the yeah, ad read. Yeah. We, do, we do read straight so off the can read. You, so I do. can you explain to me in detail what a clipboard is and what purpose it serves? Clipboard. Uh, they're meant for note-taking, but I think the people... At you the, think? Did you th- they tell you that? <laughs> do you think or do you know? The people who gave us money to do the sponsorship, the people mm-hmm. from clipboards, they want us to know that sometimes some clipboards have like little compartments and you can open them up and you can put things in them and some people forget about that. Yeah, that's what they that's what they open it up from the top. But you don't know what it is. Wait, you think that they open up from the top? You like you like Do they open it all? all If we keep talking about this we're gonna get money. If we keep talking about we're gonna pull the sponsorships over. Buy clipboards. Well, it's exciting writing hour. We're gonna get right into things. We don't wanna mess around tonight. Uh so first up is Blake. Hi. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I had to clear my throat, okay? Who are you? I'm Blake Brown. My name's Blake Brown, and I wrote a sketch for you. Uh, the sketch is called... I'll get to that, actually. First of all, the sketch has a few 
characters in it uh, that will be played by us. Ain't that just the show? Name the character. Ain't that exactly the show? And that's the show. <laughs> Austin, you'll be playing Roger. Okay. Roger is a 30-something uh, moody person. Mm, you're, moody. You're probably not okay. going to be funny. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll be the straight guy. Uh, Jimmy, you're playing Roe. Roe is, think like a happy-go-lucky hiker, like a uh, Ned Flanders type. Hey, neighbor. Okay. Like that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're kind of you're southern. Okay. Right. Okay. You yeah. got it. Uh, I'm going to be reading stream. I'm your son, and I'm a boy. I'm a child. And Logan, you will be reading Saint Peter. This is the role I was born for. I know. Yeah. But think, cool Saint Peter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Do. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and Megan, you will be reading uh, narration slash stage direction. I don't know Excellent. what it is. I, I couldn't make up my mind. I got you. Uh, but the bold stuff. <clears throat> Without further ado, uh, my name is Blake Brown, and this is What Do You Say to God When You Die? Roger ripped a drive down the fairway. It was a fine shot just outside of the tree line. He paused for a second to look at his lie. He looked down at, at his bag as he let out a breath. He set off for his second shot. A voice broke the silence. Hell of a shot there, friend. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Say, friend, you're pretty good. Hmm. You're too kind. Yeah, just calling a spade a spade there, friend. String, did you see that shot? Yeah. See how he just laid it up softly on the left side of the fairway? Yeah. That's what you want to do there, right down the fairway. Let it come to rest right there to the left of that tree line. That's your landing, that's your landing zone there, boy. Stream nodded and sent his shot flying. He was a bit early and wound up in the rough. Roger kind of rolled his eyes and let out an arrogant huff through <laughs> his nose as he walked briskly to his disc. He tried to block out Rowan Stream's annoying banter and narration and regain his focus. He popped his headphones in and continued listening to Mozart's Symphony Number no. 40 in G minor. He could still hear them. He pondered ending it all. You released early stream. See, that's that's why you're not in the landing zone I was telling you about. I know, Dad. I just came out. It, it came out of my hand a bit early is all. And I know you know that. But just try to focus on throwing it like, like our new friend. Like our new friend Roger. Just look at his lie. Wow. Roger, a great shot. Roger gave a thumbs up over his shoulder and kept walking. He reached down for his favorite disc... It was old and seasoned, but still maintained the, the gumminess of the day he got it. He looked down the fairway to find a line. One more hole, and he would never have to see them again. He prepared to throw. Dad, do you see my disc? I can't find it. Stream, pop down. Can't you see Roger's trying to throw? It was too late. Roger's concentration was broken. His disc, his disc early was sent flying into the opposite <laughs> side of the fairway, far up in the trees. He watched in despair as it was sent tumbling down into the tree-filled ravine. In a panic, he chased after it to try to maintain eyes on its trajectory. Well, that's a real shame. Stream, you should have waited to speak. Now old Roger might have lost his disc. Roger, that wasn't a disc you were too fond of, was it? Roger let out a deep sigh as he descended into the trees. He hated that he agreed to let the father and son tag along. Sorry, Roger! It, it's okay. I, God, fuck! 
Roger dragged his leg through a briar patch. He looked down at his cut-up legs and immediately punched a tree. It hadn't helped. He shook his hand in pain as he searched the canopy for his prized disc. Roe rushed over. Hey, did, did you find it, good buddy? No. All right, well, we're going to keep playing on. Nice meeting you, friend. Roger fumed. He looked for what felt like an eternity with a growing desperation. He was gripped by his panic. He started to climb a large tree in order to get a different angle. As he hoisted his middle-aged body up into the tree, he mistakenly looked down. His fear gripped him as he regretted his actions, but he pressed on. As he looked back up, a gust of wind and a cramp caused him to lose his grip. He felt ba- he fell backwards and no was... No fucking way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is going to blow your mind. Okay. <laughs> he, fell, he fell backwards and was impaled on a spare bit of rebar left over from some long-forgotten construction project. His eyes went wide as he gasped for breath. He felt like another eternity passed as he felt his eyes roll back slowly. He saw the disc as his vision went black. Another eternity passed. He awoke in a white room with, with worn golden steps leading up to a distant golden gate. He couldn't believe it. Years of disbelief and doubt dispelled immediately. He sprung up with newfound fervor. He bolted up the steps faster than he had ever bolted, and he ran for 46 minutes. He didn't lose his breath or slow his pace once. Remarkable. He reached the top of the steps and approached a man, all in white. Hello. uh, I assume I've died. Who are you? (laughs) It's me, St. Peter, baby. Am I dead? Oh, yeah. And so, so I'm in heaven. Oh, no way. I'll let you go through this big gate, though. You you will? Go on in, Roger. But once you do, you'll change forever. Are you okay with that, Roger? You know who I am? Oh, we all do, Roger. Big fans. We've been watching you rip it down the fairway for years. You made Daddy very happy with those drives. The, the, um, the big man? The one and only. So you ready to go in, eh? I guess so. What are my options? A life of indecision has not prepared you for one final choice, I see. All right. You're right. I'm going in. Hey. Save this moment, Roger. Okay. I will. Roger pushed the gates open with a force he had never experienced in his life. An otherworldly flash of light appeared all around him as he pushed ahead. He was practically running now. He couldn't see or comprehend anything. He kept running. He crashed into something and lost his balance. He cried out as he laid on the ground for a second. He rubbed his eyes. A voice called out. Hello? Sir, are you okay? Oh, yes. Uh, I'm fine. Thank you. Are you Are you an angel? Roger rubbed his eyes some more and stood up. His vision started to become less blurry. An angel? <laughs> you flatter me. You're home, sir. Welcomed on the border. A sigh of relief flew from Roger's mouth. His whole body relaxed as he bent down to pick up the chair he had fallen over. What can I get for you, sir? (laughs) I think I'd like a watermelon margarita and some fresh guacamole, Angel. Beautiful. That was beautiful. We all go home in the end. We all Mm. go home. Oh, we're going there. Mm. I'm running for the border. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. That was beautiful, man. Great sketch, dude. That was uh, something about that sketch reminded me of church. Yeah. <laughs> As a child. Biblical. As a young boy. Get through the Sunday <laughs> service uh, and get some Tex-Mex, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty true. I think you're right. Um, I, I feel like if I was going to give any critique for this, Blake, 
I feel like there's almost no relation between um, row and stream. It's father like, son, right? It's father son. No, 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 not between them. Between them and Roger. Like, oh, let me like, explain. Like, I wish that they had killed him, or like that they had gotten in a fight. Like, it. I, I feel like to me, it could have started out. Like, we literally could have just been like, <clears> the <throat> best disc golf player in the world is dead. He's in heaven. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you understand? Let, do you understand? I do. I wish that they had killed him. Let me explain. Okay. Okay. So what? <laughs> Anyways. So on the disc golf course, you sometimes have to join up with people yes. because they're playing faster than you. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they kind of force it on you and they're like, hey, we're just going to tag along. Mm-hmm. And this is a thing that happened to me recently. In this sketch, I'm Roger. Yeah, got it. I got that And much. Yep. I joined up with the two worst people I've ever met. Roger. Just the other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a father-son. And, and that, that's what inspired this um, because the, it was awful. Mm-hmm. It was awful. No, I got all that. Um, I picked up that. But, I picked, but I think, I, I, look, Roger doesn't know them. They just ended yeah, I mean, up. My thing is this: I, I think it, it's up. all right because I mean the kid is the reason that he loses his disc. Yeah, I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Roger should have killed the kid. It's pretty yeah. sick that he was he died like doing something that he loved, but it, that was interrupted. Yeah. Like, and yeah. he couldn't really even fully enjoy it. He was like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't quite get to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, he's. I well, actually, yeah, I, I would disagree. disagree. <laughs> it's on the border. <laughs> Hello. Have you had their guacamole? Uh, Heartily so, disagree. Uh, yeah, disclaimer. And I think, so we talked about this hey, for, the, for the listener. Hey, Roger, uh, when he was in that tree, he was a little bit of a disclaimer. He wishes he was. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, now, for the listener, um, we, are, uh, we were listening to classical music as we wrote. Mm-hmm. And I, like I think I can speak for everybody. <laughs> It it painted my uh, my story a, a much darker. Oh, color. it did mine too. I was literally I, I was like, well, yeah. I was like, I'm going insane right the now. Mood, I'm gonna kill Roger. You know, yeah. just the like, mood I, of like playing this man. The mood of playing the Mozart song during our stories in the first section, and then listening to classical music. I in my head was just playing like. Yeah. <laughs> As I was writing, like yeah. I was like, I can't escape this state of mind. Yeah, um, I am insane now. Yeah, yeah, I went true, past dude. the line. So Blake, so one thing I would change from your sketch is because um, at the very end he says, "I think I like a watermelon margarita and some fresh guacamole." I yeah. don't like guacamole, so if you could change that from guacamole to something else, I'd be really. You don't great. like guacamole? I'll change it. Only you know what? I'll change table. it right now. We can. We're all here. Oh, it's oh, a live. Oh. Yeah, it's a live document. Yeah, here I got you. What are you typing in your computer? Um, what do you what do you want me to change it to? Um, uh, anything else? With, uh, uh, uh can you, can you, some fresh um sour cream. Yes, sour cream. Uh, sour, sour cream. Love sour cream. cream. Say Love salsa. It. Do salsa. Yeah. You, you, you sound like my mom. My mom legitimately eats mm. tortilla chips. I'm she just it. at a restaurant will order sour cream I'm and dips right them now. in the, the sour, sour cream, cream and eats it like that. Because she's a psychopath. Does she like guac? Nope. She's not like queso. No. Okay. I mean, I oh, think no, so. Oh, this is a good line here. Okay. Well. Do we want to do we want to take it from uh, that last scene? You laughing yourself saying that line? Oh, maybe just that mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. See what can I get for you, sir? See, see. What can I get for you, sir? 
I think I'd like a watermelon margarita and some fresh salsa cream, Angel. <laughs> salsa yeah, that's cream. better. That's, that's better. Yeah, that's, nice. yeah, that's better. I'm glad. I'm it's glad you're happy, Austin. Cool. I'm glad Fuck you're beautiful. happy. Austin, let's move on to your sketch. Yes, let's Fuck move on. Fucking beautiful. All right, we're Wait, not going to talk. Break the. We're break not going to say the title no, yet. And I also, um, oh, Blake, you have yep. a second character. We cannot say, but I'm, oh, okay, yeah. but I can't. Can I read okay. it? Well, so I'm going to be the narrator. <laughs> Jim, by the way, this is a purely audio play. Okay, yeah. um, there's so um, you have to shut the cameras shut off. The camera off. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, guys, we're turning it off. But think of this as like some like bullshit New York acting piece. Okay, okay. Uh, for everyone, yeah, for just, everyone. It's okay. gonna be like one of those slice of life plays that don't really do anything. Um, you're gonna be the professor. I finally Jimmy? get to play the role I was born to play, Mr. Mancia. No, oh, Mancia, Carlos Mancia. Okay. Carlos. <laughs> Carlos, famed comedian, uh, Carlos Mencia. So you're going to be professor. Think uh, just like a, 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 a... Am I full of, a, full of myself? Yes, you are. Okay. You are like a regular professor, play like a caricature. Logan, you're Mr. Mencia. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Megan, you're Mrs. Mencia. Got it. Uh, Blake, you are bum one. Logan, you are bum two. They That's are, the role I was born to play. They are just they are just one line, and you two know, will know exactly how to say them when you read them. I already right. know the line. Uh, Jimmy, you're the woman. I'm a, a woman professor? No, there's a yeah, second role. There's a second role. You're also a woman. Because women, I don't think they... <laughs> Sorry. Not going there. Uh, Blake, you are the secret last uh, role. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I, and can't. I know what it is. Don't say Do, it. Can they know? I'm not going to say it. No, don't tell them. Okay. <clears throat> All right. This is Coming of Age. And there I was, coming. Coming like I've never come before. It was a spring come, a come of awakening. When future generations asked of my cum, they would say, That cum was a magnificent cum. The kind of cum that started revolution in France and shit like that. I never knew this kind of cum even existed. I woke up this morning thinking, I probably won't come today. And some sick part of me was okay with that. Then my neighbor, Mr. Mancia, called out to me from my window. Always an odd one, Mr. Mancia. But his words of wisdom today rang out to me. Especially when I would later come the big cum. Hey, Junior! You gonna have a big cum today? You gonna shoot for the stars, my boy? <laughs> shoot your shot, that is. <laughs> and so I just shot straight up from my bed. Maybe, just maybe, there would be a big cum today. Mind you, even though the idea of a big old sloppy cum entered my head, I had no idea it would be the giga cum that I am presently in. I flew to my computer and, and click clacked away, wondering where to start with this big cum. So many oohs, so many ahs, but at the end of it all, not a peep, not a wrecker, nothing was good enough for my pecker. So I went out, out onto the street. Maybe I could get some inspiration to beat my meat. Junior, have you seen my husband? No, no, Mrs. Mancia, not today. Your tits look lovely as ever today, though. Oh, do you think so? They didn't. I was just being polite. Yes, Mrs. M, sweet rack. <laughs> What a nice boy. Come stop by sometime this afternoon if you want to suckle. Sorry, Mrs. M. Can't. I'm on the search for the big cum. Well, why didn't you say so? Go get that cum, young man. And then off I went, back on the hunt. I pranced about the park, but there was no inspiration to be gained from my imaginative young mind. Only two vagrants who would say things like, Have you seen my disc? And Podiatry. Then I skipped along the street until I got the cummiest idea. Where is there a hole in the wall where the men can see it all? And the ladies from France have no underpants. So off I went to the mall bathrooms with drill in hand. I sat in a stall and from the opposite wall I had a ball. A ball at the mall where I could see all the dolls. 
they sat and I pat. Pat, pat, patted my little rat. And just as I was close to the cum, the big, big cum, the cumest of cum, the cum that could beat out good old Richard cum. Yeah, I'm telling you, Marge, those enchiladas are about to go right through me. Oh, God, I whispered as she shat through and into her flats. There goes all that excitement built up. But don't worry, listener, I come. I have my big, 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 big cum. The most elongated and stretchy cum imaginable. After I leave the stall, vacate the mall, still on my call, when my genius brain grows seven foot tall. Hookers. I could just book her a hooker. But it couldn't be any old hooker. No, 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 that just wouldn't do. So I sit and I stew and I remember the best place to get some good pew-pews. Your mother's house. So off I went and knocked on her door. It was very easy to be there while you weren't. Your mother said you were off at stupid school, you see. I didn't have to undress her with my eyes. She was already doing it, and with such grace, I might add. What a good whore, your mother. I told her I want the big, big cum this time. She nodded and understood. The big, big giga cum? My, such an undertaking. Let me lick your ass and give your dick a shaking. And now here we are, back to full circle, getting a Remy Tim Tim from the woman who took on the burden of raising someone so dim. Oh, good God, I hope it doesn't seep through the floors, making it one of your daily chores. Although maybe that's why I had such a major giga come, because I knew you'd hate it. Just the thought of your face realizing what happened as I read this to you and all of your friends at your big award presentation. Well, it, it might just make me go again. Happy retirement, Frank. Go fuck yourself. Wow. I like the Dr. Seuss influence. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Is this, one of the, is this one of the books they took off? The, the yeah, it's, it's banned now. <laughs> yeah, because it. Yeah, I didn't know it was. It had so much cum in it. Well, I've yeah. been printing it. And Man, that's a lot of cum. A lot of cum. I get it. So what's funny to me is that we, and it's great. It's a great sketch, Austin. I mean this is that we spent time and brain power <laughs> on the characters. <laughs> We're just like, like writing the oh, story writing of yeah, the yeah. bigger, bigger giga come. Yeah. <laughs> like, Happy I, retirement, Frank. Yeah. I was like, how do I start this script? I was like, with a character going, and there I was, yeah. coming. And yeah. then yeah. I just went from there. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah, Your so, mom is the perfect button. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of like um, Ferris Bueller, if you think about it. Yeah. yeah. It is kind of like that. Mm, he does come in that movie, too. I also like Big that time. the person whose mom it is is at retirement age, mm-hmm. meaning it's not like my mom's age. No. She's like yeah. easily 90. Is Still that rocking. when you retire? But Frank, no, goes, Frank, to, Frank goes to school Frank still. does go to stupid school. He goes mm-hmm. to stupid school because yep. he's an idiot. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean he's also well, probably fucking lying, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? He's just mm. telling a story. So where was he at? Yeah, where was he? Where was Frank? So Frank was probably just away, but he was trying to rub it in that he's stupid. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. How old is Frank? He's probably like 40, 45. Happy retirement, Frank. Go fuck yourself. Mm. <laughs> That's great, yeah. man. It's well, also, good. he could have told the story years later. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. It could have been when they were young. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've the been mates for a long it's time. A coming of age. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. For sure. Nice. And also, I'm just assuming it's not true. He's waited mm-hmm. to tell this story. Yeah. Oh, I think until he did the fuck retirement his mom. party. Yeah. yeah. But he's waiting the whole Also, life. imagine looking at a baby and being like, "Your name's Frank." Yeah. That's your name. I mean, usually yeah. they start off as a Francis, and then they endure years of of torture. A boy and... named Francis. Yeah, it's yeah. very common. Oh yeah, big time. Oh. In New Most York. of them are Frank now. That makes sense. Yeah. If, if and some of them are Francine. Yeah. Yeah, I have Fran- my, uh, yeah, anyway. Francis matter. becomes Frank 
when they lose their innocence. I think Frankie is a cute name. Like, like, and that's, also a, Megan, that's the true coming of age. Yeah, I was going to say, Megan, you should know, uh, this happens to all men. This story that just happened here, and I know you don't know that because you're a girl, but all men this happens to at some point. The in mega giga come? Yeah, and if they haven't had that yet, they're still boys. They're still a child. Oh, so that's when people say like, oh, my balls dropped. That's, it's the mega giga come. Well, that's a precursor. What that means. Because <laughs> you your they're, balls can drop at 13, but some yeah, they're men about, well, They drop so that there's more space so they can fill up with more mega giga come. Mega giga nut. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Mega you learn something new every day. Giga giga. Big, right. big, I really, big, I really uh, like that sketch, Austin. Let's move on to Megan. Um, okay, so my sketch is not a sketch. It is a story. Um, hmm. And so Blake is just going to read us a little story. Hold on. Yeah. I'm So I'm reading the whole thing, right? You, you okay. sure are. And, and what's it, the name of this sketch? I will tell that in just a moment. Oh, my God. Um, it's a reveal. Look at it. So, Blake, you are going to read this story. And there are multiple characters. <clears throat> um, so you can feel free to do voices or not. It's up to you. Um, but all right. He's going to do all of them? I'm going to do all of them? There's no... It's... It's Blake. It's imagine that this is a published book and you're reading it at a library, and so like you might do voices and stuff because you're reading for all the characters. It's a narration. Should I lock eyes with the camera? If you wish. Yeah, you should. I'm not going that to one. do that. So are you? Bo- okay, are you? Are you guys ready for Blake's going to read us a little story? Let's do it. Okay, great. This story is called "On the Border." Imagine a place with no light pollution. A vast expanse of land where the moonlight doesn't even reflect on water. It's the darkest night you've ever known. You come to in what you know to be a field, but you can't see. You only feel the grass beneath you. You don't know how you got here, but you know you are to head west. It's not a comforting knowing, but all other opinion options fill you with fear. As So you walk. You have no concept of time. A thought you just had flickers in your mind as if you thought it days ago. Finally, you know you have arrived because your your feet stop walking. You close your eyes for what seems like just a blink. And when they open, you are in a large room with Spanish-style tiling beneath your feet, but nowhere to sit. You look up and see that surrounding you are human figures. You don't recognize any of them, except for one black man, who you think could be Dulé Hill, but you can never be sure. They speak. Everything sounds muffled at first, and your brain is fuzzy. You start to run. And two figures hold out rowing oars in your path to stop you. Who are you? You say. And Dulé Hill answers. We are the High Council. We are the masters of all consciousness. (laughs) As they reveal who they are, your sight becomes clearer. And you can now make out... Six distinct masters. They all speak. We are the keepers of time and space. Dule Hill, row and boat. Polo frat guy, Papa Pizza, and the refrigerator. 
We have been chosen and we exist to serve. You start to quake. (laughs) That's understandable, honestly. As you are about to faint, something grabs hold of your lower body and holds you erect. You look down, but nothing touches you. You look to Dule and understand he is holding you. He explains, we have been tasked with the decision to tear the veil for all humanity. You have been chosen as the quintessential human. You understand not too much, but not too little. You are funny enough to get laid, but no comedian. You have used the pocket on a clipboard. We will use you as a guide to make our decision. You're confused. Why me, you think? Frat polo guy speaks. We just told you why, dipshit. We are the keepers of consciousness. Ain't nothing in that head of yours we don't know. What are you going to do to me, you ask? Podiatry, says the fridge. What's that? You know, foot doctors, he says. Dule shakes his head. We will not be touching your feet. (laughs) My apologies for him. Are you ready? Before you can answer, you are thrust forward through what feels like sludge and are stopped abruptly in an empty room. It's so silent, you can hear your heartbeat in your eardrums. Truly avoid. Then, so faintly, you question if you truly hear it. Papa beat. <laughs> we, we have so much so left. Much. This is the, this is, really this is the first task. What? He has three tasks. Okay. All right. <laughs> what? All right. Papa Pizza. You look around. There's nothing. Papa Pizza is coming. You can't control it. You shout out, who's there? Papa Pizza. Makey fresh. Papa Pizza. (laughs) Preppy poo. Fresher. Fresher. Papa Pizza. (laughs) Stop it. Come out. You realize it's coming from your own head. It gets louder. It gets louder and louder, ringing like you are caught inside a cave. Papa, Papa, better fresh, better pizza. Ah, 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 ah. Ha, ha. Please stop. And it does. You're back in the Tex-Mexican... <laughs> Jesus Christ. You are back in the Tex-Mexican decorated room, collapsed, breathing deeply as if for your life. What was that? You ask. A test of fear. Moving on and again, before you can protest your thrust, you are in a crowded space, sweaty bodies 
corner you on all sides. It's so loud, no one can hear you asking for help. You are approached. It's Polo Frat Guy. He hands you a beer. You try to scream, but instead your hand reaches for the beer. Upon accepting it, you forget why you were ever stressed. This is your friend. You drink the beer. You drink another. Frat guy keeps them coming, but you never feel drunk. This is it, man. You've never felt so good. Never felt so alive. The alcohol rushes through your veins in a way you never thought it could. You feel powerful and confident. You've lost track of what you've consumed, and you've all but forgotten what it's like to hear. Frat guy leans to your ear and says faintly, do you want to fuck my brains? <laughs> what, what, what's, what's that? He speaks with a bit more volume. Do you want to fuck my brains? What? Frat guy places his hand directly next to your ears, snaps his finger, and you see yourself upstairs in a bedroom of the frat house, balls deep, through polo frat guy's left ear. You can't look away. You can't speak. You come. <laughs> you come to sitting. You come, you come to <laughs> sitting in a booth with verde enchiladas on a plate in front of you. You're exhausted. You can't keep up. Eat, says Dulé. And you do. You eat up the whole plate. You can't even think. You are just an animal feasting to fill up your empty gut. When the plate is empty, you remember what had just happened. You go to open your mouth, and Dulé places a finger tenderly over your lips. Shh. Don't fret. You're almost done. You're entranced. You feel almost peaceful staring into his deep, meaningful eyes. Sleep, he says, and uses his fingers to close your eyes. And when they open, you are back in the field. You no longer feel the need to go anywhere, but you know something's lost. Other people begin to fill the park. You approach a young couple. Excuse me, I, I've lost something. Can you help me find it? But when they ask what you've lost, you can't recall. Every hour, every day, every week, new people visit the park, and you always ask them for help. Eventually, you are written off. But you never get aggressive with the people. You just remain in the park. You get tired. You grow old. You can remember nothing but this park. Then, on your last day, you're lying in the field, looking up at the trees, and they begin to shake, blowing in the wind. It's truly beautiful. Your blinks get longer and longer, but just before your final one, you see a tree dislodge something round and bright orange. My disc, you whisper. <laughs> I found it. Your eyes close for the final time in that field. The council has observed, and they have decided to break the veil. All consciousness becomes available to all living beings. The council recognizes you as a god. You have no recollection of what was done to you, but you do always long for a meal you can't truly describe to anyone. And when someone asks, you simply say, it was the best meal I ever had. Wow, I feel honored. That was awesome. You did so well, Blake. Thank you for reading that. Thank, sorry it took so long. No, I just wanted okay. to be really dramatic. Yeah. I love it. Do you think that that's what happened at, on the border? I think so. No. 
Oh, you were asking once you once you yeah, got the best Austin, meal because yeah, that's you know. Were you talking to God? Well, if that's and the situation, Roe would have been Blake's character, and I would have yes. been Dule Hill. Yeah, no. yeah, no, you're Dule Hill. No, you would have been a Hill server or a bartender at On the Border. No, I'm Dule in Hill. Lubbock, Texas. I'm Dule Hill. Sure, I'd like to be Dule Hill. There you can you be Dule Hill. You can be Dule Hill. Okay, I am. I insist. <laughs> be Dule Hill. <laughs> Um, Damn, that was wild as fuck, Megan. That yeah, was that was wild. That was, crazy. Megan, did you just watch some David Lynch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I feel uh, it. I yes, feel Blake, indeed I did. <laughs> yeah. I can tell. It was great, man. And I really liked all of the characters, and I liked that you used Papa Pizza. Papa Pizza was my favorite <laughs> part of it. Papa Pizza was pretty yeah. great, and I like fucking someone's brains. Yeah. It was a magical script. Thank you. I like, uh, yeah. please stop. They do. And, and, and yeah. it did. Yeah. <laughs> if only well, it were that easy. That's, you know, and the script, you guys, it actually goes a lot deeper than you think. Okay. I can tell. There's... So that's the reason that they decide to break the veil is that this totally, you know, normal guy, they're like putting him through these tests mm-hmm. and he's like, please, please stop. And it, and it just, and they're like, cool. He's not like freaking yeah. out. Right. Or like at the end, he's like. All these people, they're like, that's just the crazy guy in the park. And he never, it says, he never gets aggressive. He He's just, free and he homeless. Just, he just yeah. is like, I'll, mm. I'll just wait. She's talking about foot doctors, man. So patience, patience will see. Patience and so then they, they, they decided dollars. based on this average human who passed, he says that they, that they could handle the veil of consciousness being torn. Your turn, Logan. <laughs> All right, my sketch. <clears throat> It was a good job, Megan. By the way, was really I loved your sketch, Megan. It was, and, I, and Blake, and I, I mean wrote that. it. I wrote it with you in mind. Had a little yeah. bit of violence. Had a little bit of, you know, disc golf. So, and that's why I had you read it. So. Okay, I didn't write this with anyone in mind. Okay, just so you know, so don't be offended or something. Like I don't know. It's I'm not. All right, cool. Okay. So, uh, Megan, I'm gonna have you play the character Harry. <laughs> Got it. Uh, there are gonna be some lines in purple in italics. Uh, it doesn't look like they're italics in the PDF, but I guess it still works because they're purple. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that changed. But um, anyways, that's his thoughts. I want you to read those. Okay. Yeah, like their lines. I could have written them as lines. I didn't. Gotcha. Mm. Cool. Uh, Jimmy, you're going to play the character Lyndon. Okay. Got Austin, it. you're going to play the character Tito. I see uh, some of his lines already. Yeah, you go up with it. You know what I'm gotcha. saying? And Blake, you're going to play Gorgo. 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 Yeah. And like is that, that is that my character direction next to the huh? equal sign next to the name? Uh, no. That's just a note. Actually, no. That's, that's a just note. a note. That's a note from, yeah. yeah that's a not. That's not. That's just some shit okay, that you cool. said. Cool. This is Gorgo's case. All right. <laughs> cool. this, is, this is what Gorgo looks like. Um, yeah. And I'll let you guys discover your characters in time. Sweet. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and start reading my sketch. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can you, you guys hear can you? hear me normal? Yeah. yeah. Can you hear you? It's fine. It's, it's vocals. No big deal. It's vocals. Do you want me to turn up your... It's fine. Are you sure? This is the jug debacle. Harry is a young man, maybe 29, who has come to the Cinemark in Cedar Bend, Texas in the year 2013 to see the movie Wolf of Wall Street, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Rodrigo Prieto shot that movie. You might have seen his work on other such films as Argo, and Brokeback Mountain, for which he was nominated for an Academy Award. 
Harry settles into his seat after purchasing a small fountain drink. It's okay if he finishes it early because this theater offers free refills and a medium popcorn. They don't offer refills on popcorn. The movie begins. The crowd is still and quiet. The picture is large and moving. A spell begins to fall across the crowd as they're slowly but surely pulled across the universe into a different time and a different place thanks to Martin Scorsese's excellent filmmaking, no doubt. For a brief moment, it's a waking dream, as Lynch puts it, until the exact moment Margot Robbie's exposed breasts become visible on screen. Suddenly and without warning... Woo! Fuck yes! Oh, fuck yeah! I love titties! Woo! Harry is destroyed. What is happening? Harry thinks to himself. He just came out to see this movie because he had nothing to do tonight, but now... Woo! Titties! Oh, hell yes, you guys! This is my favorite thing to do! Harry's mind races. Is this just a dream? Maybe I've fallen asleep. He pinches himself. Nothing changes. In fact, one constant remains. Tito's screaming. Harry looks to one of the attendants. They stand silent, almost as if they don't notice. In fact, most of the theater patrons don't seem to have changed much at all about their behavior. Have I gone mad? Surely someone else must be bothered by this. Harry leans forward and grabs the shoulder of the nearest moviegoer. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Today's. Hey, uh, <laughs> this guy's gotta be bothering you too, right? Today's. Only thing bothering me right now is you, pal. Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to watch this crazy movie. Uh, 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 What? You want me to say it again? Shut up, or I'll call somebody over here. Harry is completely and totally stunned. This can't possibly be happening. All the while, Tito screams his litany of praises. Oh, I'm so titty-fueled right now. At a total loss, Harry finishes the movie in silence, always watching Tito. When the people exit the theater... The movie's over now. The movie is over, Tito. Okay. <laughs> At a total loss, Harry finishes the movie in silence, always watching Tito. When the people exit the theater, Harry follows Tito as a distance. Tito doesn't drive away, he just walks. Harry follows. They walk for miles until they come to an old, abandoned steel mill. Harry ducks behind some discarded metal as Tito looks around and then steps inside the factory. Harry waits a moment until he decides to dart out, open the door as quietly as he can, and step inside. What he finds is near total darkness, but he can make out a faint light about 100 yards away and he can hear a far-off voice. He recognizes it without question. Harry pushes forward toward the light. When he nears, he can make out a doorway beyond it, cracked only just enough to make out in warm tones contrasting the cold, damp, and rusted darkness of the abandoned steel mill. Harry spies Tito at a dinner table, eating dinner with... As Harry encroaches, what he can only make out is a giant eyeball with a mouth instead of a bottom lid. In his foolishness, Harry trips on an errant piece of rebar. The eye turns to look out the door. Ro, is that you? Have you come back to join us, finally? Harry turns to run, but finds behind him nothing but empty space. The mill has all but disappeared. Surely I'll die here. Harry turns back to face the room with the eye and the screaming man. The two approach the doorway, now more symbolic than a true portal separating Harry from these beasts. Oh, Ro, it is you. Come in. Let me see you. Where did you come from? What? My name's Harry. I I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know any Ro. Nonsense. I know my wife when I see her. After all these years, Ro, I've missed you so badly. Come to me, lover. Stop this madness. I'm a man. I'm a human man. Not some eyeball fucker. My name is Harry. 
Then how do you explain those? Look down, Ro. Lift your shirt. Let me see them. Ro lifts her shirt and exposes her large, supple female breasts, full of milk, ready to feed the living child growing inside her belly. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah! What the fuck is going on? Woo! I'm scared. <laughs> Lyndon, the wild eye, and Tito come close to Row in the darkness of the empty mill and slobber all over her precious midnight drugs as are all over her precious midnight drugs as everything else. Again. Huh? Jugs. They come close to Row and slobber <laughs> all over her precious midnight jugs as everything else fades away. I have never done an episode where I felt more like just a pair of titties. Wow. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I didn't actually have you in mind to read the character at first, and then I thought it would be funny because you're, you're not talking girl. into a microphone. I didn't actually have you in mind to read the character at first, but then I thought it would be funny because you're a girl reading a guy's part, mm-hmm. and so then at the end when it turns out you were a girl the whole time, it's like, oh, it was a girl the whole time. What? Yeah. Well, nice. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm glad I can be here for you boys so that you have someone with tits to, to do the tit rolls. I'm, Thanks. I'm honored, truly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you Which upgraded is... from woman number two to Harry, a man. Yeah. That's true. Harry, a man. That's the biggest promotion we can <laughs> <Yeah>. afford. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have to pay for all my other lawsuits. When I we get more money, <laughs> you can have a sex change and be a man if yeah. you want. Brilliant. If you want that. If you want that. We're not pushing Can I you. keep the knockers? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we'd like to slap something around. Great. <laughs> How does that make you feel, Meg? Well, I would if I get to keep the jugs, and great. Nice. I feel okay. great about Did it. Did that story make you want to keep? Oh yeah. Part of yourself when you transition into a man in one or two years. Exactly. Yeah, definitely want to keep the jugs. That's what one, it makes me want to keep. Probably two, but most likely, if we can afford it, one. If everything goes well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Great. All right, rock and roll. All right. Cool sketch. Hey, good job, Logan. Best sketch yet. That was your best sketch yet, Logan. That was really good. I like the eyeball, man. I think uh, Tito is the only thing I... This was great. Yeah, it was great. I did the eyeball for you, Jim. That was pretty sick. And I wish I did a cooler voice for it. If you could could do any voice for it in hindsight, what would it be? Eyeball! You're right. Like every That's time, actually, I will. We actually better. reread this. Yeah, let's go back. But I, right. And every time I like look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm an eyeball. Oh, that, that's right. I'm an eyeball. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't yeah. know. Yeah. He just like keeps forgetting. Logan, Does where he have did, hair? Does he have a full head of hair? No, just an eyeball. Where did your idea for like a guy that's just super. If an eyeball could have a hair. Like, fuck yeah. Titties. Where, where, where did that come from? So we were at the, the movie theater watching a movie. Maybe a pompadour. So guys, get this. We were at the movie theater watching a movie. Is this for real? Yeah, and uh, Cheryl Lee, who plays Laura Palmer, mm-hmm. uh, takes her shirt off. Hot. And in my head, I was like, "Woo! Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> NASCAR, baby! Hell yeah!" But you can't do that at yeah. a theater. You. And then I was like, "What if right. someone did?" Yeah. That was how you got to do one. Of, you got to do one of these. That's kind of the yeah. process. Yes. That's exactly. kind of the process here. And then the whole idea of the today was breaking the matrix, and so it's right. like, that guy is breaking, breaking the, matrix. the matrix. He's straight up breaking the matrix. He's breaking for the sure. game. Mm. And if that happened in real life, you know that'd be pretty sick. You'd be like, I, I genuinely don't know if that if in real life, I, if if I was in a movie, a Martin Scorsese type of film, yeah, and some guy was somebody was like, woo, titties, yeah, man, hell yeah, yeah, I would kind of be like, 
yeah, all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, if he gave us one. I think it's funny because Harry's the only one that hears it, and he's like, like really serious. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I've been reading a lot of John Paul Sartre. Charter. Charter. John Paul Charter. Charter. Did you, do you mean Frank Sinatra? Sinatra. Frank and John yeah. Paul. And Sinatra. his characters are all like, Sinatra. his characters are all like, I was at the park today and I saw a little boy throw a Frisbee with his mom and I thought it was so disgusting. Like it's all <laughs> just like, he's so serious yeah. and depressed about everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. That's beautiful. So, Harry. Hey Jim, you want to take us home? Yeah, let's take, take us yeah, home. Let's take Jimmy. it home. I'm trying to go home. This one. Jim, 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 this Jim, Jim. This sketch is, uh, it kind of just jumps into it. So Kath, that's a uh, that's a female, and that's going to be a Megan. Excellent, classic. Okay, and Brian, I think that's a Logan character, Got I believe. In. Uh, manager is an Austin character for sure, Love it. and then Jack, uh, that'll be Blake. Black Brown. Yeah, Jack Black Brown. Jack Black Brown. Uh, cool. And uh, there's narration, so I don't feel like I have to explain too much. Uh, Megan, you are a you're like a nine one one dispatcher, basically, right? Can I do a voice? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Excellent. And uh, you're the manager of this person. All right. So this is break the game. Do I need to know anything about Jack? Uh, I don't think so. Great. Yeah. I don't want to know anything about Brian. Yeah. It becomes immediately clear. The sketch is break the game. Nine one one. A telecommunication room with at least 100 employees sits, talk, or sits taking calls. A call comes in, and an employee answers the phone. They are answering calls of people that have accidentally experienced a glitch in the matrix. Hello, this is Breaking the Game 911. Are you safe? Yeah, hello. I, uh, I just witnessed a man shift into a different height. It, it really freaked me out. <laughs> okay, yes, this actually happens a lot. This is called refrigerator transformation. Yeah, well, uh, it kind of just blew my mind. Uh, what the hell do I do? Well, you just slipped out of the Matrix a tiny bit, but we're going to get you right back on track. Okay, well, I'm kind of freaking out, all right? This really happens all the time? I mean, I, 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 I thought this hotline was a joke. Oh, honey, people see things, all kinds of things every day. What do you what you are experiencing is absolutely normal. Now please just just calm down. Well that actually makes me feel a little better. So so what's the next step? Well first you're going to go to on the border. Like the Tex-Mex restaurant? Exactly, yes. Yes, of course. Uh, there's one near me. I'm, I'm on my way now, I guess. If you're driving, I have to disconnect the call. Are you driving? There are some car sounds and whizzing in the background. No, I'm definitely not driving. <laughs> All right, great. Now listen to me very carefully. <laughs> if you do exactly as I say, you'll wake up tomorrow with not a care in the world back to normal. Once you get to on the border, you're going to want to ask for Jack the Cripple to tell, and tell him that you want a Blue Lagoon margarita. Jack the Cripple? Is that like a play on Jack the Ripper? Sir, I need you to do exactly as I'm instructing you to. I don't have time to explain to you that Jack the Cripple's name is a play on Jack the Ripper. So it is a name play. I mean, that's all I was asking. Are you sure you're not driving? No, I'm... Okay, well, you're going to get to the Blue... You're going to get the Blue Lagoon Margarita. But Jack the Cripple is also going to give you a margarita that you didn't ask for called the Watermelon Margarita. Oh, I get it. It's like a red pill, blue pill thing. If I take the red watermelon margarita, then I learn a life-changing truth. But if I take the blue lagoon, then I stay ignorant, and the refrigerator incident is removed from my brain forever. How did, how did 
you know this already? Do you speak? Did you speak to Frankenlegs? Who's Frankenlegs? Did he? Did he take Jack the Crippled's legs? How are you putting the pieces together so flawlessly? Are you sure you didn't already get the watermelon marg? No. I was just using context clues, Kath. Well, that is impressive. I'm going to get my manager. Hello, Brian. I understand you know where Frankenlegs is. I've never met... I've never met Frankenlegs or Jack the Cripple. I, mm, but somehow you know they're affiliated. It, it just seemed likely that maybe Frankenlegs had something to do with Jack the Cripple. It's in, legs things. Indeed he does, sir. I'm just trying to inquire how you know this. Have you already been red-marked? You can't do a double dose. No. No, I'm just trying to get of the Listen, I'm just trying to get rid of this life-changing incident in my life. All right? Look, I'm here at on the border. I'm in here and I'm walking in now, okay? Wait. Okay. No disrespect, but I think I see Jack the Cripple. Let me go say hi. Brian walks up to a man behind the bar in a wheelchair. Hey, uh, I was looking for a man named Jack. Uh Jack who? Uh Jack the Jack the Cripple? Is that you? Uh yeah, that is me. How did you know? Just a lucky guess. <laughs> so I think you're supposed to give me a margarita or something? How can I how can I give you something that you already have? Brian looks down and before him lies the watermelon and the blue lagoon margarita. Brian, are you still there? Brian, did he, did he do the thing? The thing where he says, How can I give you what you already have? <laughs> Classic Jack the Cribbled. Uh, yeah, he did the thing. Wait, wait, wait. Before you take the Blue Lagoon, tell us who you really are. <laughs> I'm Franken-Arms. Brian rips off Jack the Cripple's arms, thus rending, rendering him incapable of giving the people a choice between the watermelon and Blue Lagoon margaritas. <gasps> wow. Yeah, uh, that's baby. The fucking oh game, dude. We Yo, broke he the broke game. the game of Ryan wins. Yes. Dude, that's freaking arms, bro. <laughs> you did that, Jimmy. You did Franken arms. Franken arms. I like. I like to think that that he ripped off Jack's arms and then just slapped <laughs> him around a little bit with his own arms. Like, what do you think about that? I like to imagine like that, that he was. Yeah. I like to imagine that he was like. Looking at the bar, and he was like, "How did you know that already?" And then he looks away. Yeah. And he looks back, and he's got a green face, and he's like, "I'm freaking arms." I'm arms. Yeah. yeah. He puts on a name tag. Yeah. I'm freaking arms. Yeah. See. Hello, my name is Franken Arms. <laughs> Planned it. A whole sketch <laughs> from the beginning. I was driving the whole time. He's still in the car. Yeah. He On the border is the car. Mm-hmm. He's like, look out the window, Jack. You and were out- in a car. Yeah. Jack is like, you can't break the game. I break the game. Yeah. Cool. That was great. Man, what a good week. I what a fucking real. weird week. I liked how it started off as one thing, which is already like a premise of its own, but then you took it to Frankenarms. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, he had to be in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to have him. You had to have him. We brought him in. Wow. Bring in the ringer. Franken arms. Franken arms. And, Frank and, and if arms. you think I'm not going to immediately start working on a Franken arms t shirt, you're wrong. Franken arms. Man. And it's he just sleeves. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, he's sleeveless and he rips people's arms <laughs> off. There he was. <laughs> it's a just. It's bartending. just compression sleeves. Dude, dude. A, dude. A bartender. A crippled bartender. 
Jimmy and on the border. I don't. I really and want you to. And all of a sudden, a man walking in, confused, having seen a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah. Rips off his arms. <laughs> Franken arms. Franken arms. I really want you to. This summer. Franken arms, part eight. From from acclaimed film director Arm, David Lynch. Arm apocalypse. Everyone has no arms now. How can he do that? He has no arms. But how how is he? How are they gonna fight back without arms? <laughs> I want more of this. Yeah. I don't know if that's just more in between already the notes or more stuff after Franken Arms. But I love this, and I we're want doing you to go back to it after I, I listen for the viewers, celestial listeners. Um, one, two, three. We just released the bonus episode of episode one, and I was having major mm-hmm. nostalgia. And I'm going to start writing part twos to a lot of these now. Love it. Yeah. Guys? I, I, listen, I've been working on a part two to one of my sketches that's going to yeah. blow you guys' absolute fucking mind. I've I been can't thinking wait. about it. Yeah. I want to. I just had a thought. Can I run something by you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I noticed that just now I was counting to myself. I said, camera one, two, three. Why not four? Now, listen up. I'm, I'm thinking... We bring Jumby to life. If you I don't know it. Jumby, I think I'm going to buy a drone. If you don't know saying. Jumby, no, I think that's a baby, you control. don't get to come be. We just have a drone. I'm going like- to buy a drone and it's and I'm going to control it. How about this? And I'll give I'll give the the user ability Love to it. control live it. Stream. Just fly it into live stream. Live <laughs> stream. In real time. For it literally just five hundred dollars. <laughs> Nonstop. There's like a sword. <laughs> there's like a sword hanging on it, and it's just like <laughs> a sword. Oh. Like so a then sword. I walked into the I walked into the club. Shink. Yeah. Shink. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the end of our little program here, ladies and gentlemen. Special th- shout out to our sponsor, Clipboards. What a good sponsor this week. Yeah. The, really honestly, and they, they gave, gave us, us a, lo- a, a lot yeah, of money. I was going to say a more money, money than we've ever been given. <laughs> and, and, I, and they were in iPad. Thanks, he's, guys. He's orange. That's weird. Thanks. All right, let's get good out night. Of here. She dead now. Yeah. Bye, bye Buster. Bye. bye. Love you, Buster. Bye. The Danger Junior Writer's Room is a Danger Junior production. Come suck. Produced by Austin Zessen, Logan Baggerly. Megan Castleberry, Jimmy D, and Blake Brown, Cumsock. Engineering by Jim D and Blake Brown, Cumsock. Edited by Austin Zessen, Cumsock. Theme song by Blake Brown, Jimmy D, and Logan Baggerly, Cumsock. Make sure to follow this show and all Danger Junior Productions at DangerJRPR on Twitter and Instagram. That's Danger Junior Productions spelled DangerJRPR on Twitter and Instagram. All right, she dead now. Bye-bye.